everyone, welcome to another episode of Come Follow Me, A Disciple's Journey. Uh, this week is kind of a marathon, 10 chapters, trying to just kind of get through these and give you guys some some good uh, insights and just the story so that you can f- um, hopefully find yourself in them, in these stories, and be able to apply some of the lessons uh, as we live in a time of spiritual war. And that's and that's truly what, where we live. Uh, one thing I forgot to share in a previous episode, and so I really wanted to do it, is just the way that the Nephites fortified their cities and how we can fortify. So, uh, here's a list of ways in which the Nephites were fortified and how that can apply to us. First, the weaker fortifications were strengthened. We can go to the Lord and, and ask to have our weaknesses strengthened. The Nephites prepared for uh, for the enemy in a manner never before known. We must prepare... Uh, as never before, to face the the, the adversary. And that includes how we follow the, the prophet, includes how we pray, the revelation that we can receive in our own lives, and how, why President Nelson said there's a, in a coming day it won't be possible to survive without the guiding influence of the Spirit. Uh, the Nephites made their weaker cities into strongholds. If we come unto Christ, he can make the weak things strong. The Nephites were given power over their enemies. If we are obedient and faithful, the Lord will give us power to overcome our obstacles and our adversaries and our enemies. Uh, after some Nephite victories, they did not stop their preparations. Again, so once they won, they just kept preparing. When we have successfully overcome something, we can continue to improve and grow and seek the help of the atoning power of, of Jesus Christ. Uh, the Nephites built security towers so they could see the enemy afar off. We have modern day prophets, watchmen on the tower that we can turn to, the prophets, seers, and revelators. So I wanted to share that. And now let's jump in to chapters 51 and 52. So these guys, they just keep coming, right? These kingmen. So there's a change in power. And what always happens is that there's a change in power. Conflict always arises. And there are some guys who thought, hey, we we shouldn't even have a judge anymore. Let's have a king. Uh, one can imagine these are probably same, some of the same people who uh, were following Morianton, following Amalekiah. They waited till Nephi had died and said, oh, look, here's a great time. Look, yeah, the judge died. Let's maybe, let's just change. Let's go back to a king. Um, and they, these were people who were looking for some power. So what, what they did is they, they go and vote just like they did. This is a lot of mirrors here to Alma chapter uh, 2 with Amlicite, and they take it to a vote. And if it gets voted, and they all vote, is the voice of the people is going to carry this. And if they vote to change, it's that's what's going to happen. But they they don't. And Torah retains the judgment seat. And now these people who were kingmen, they, uh, they wanted just more power. They see that Amalekiah is stirring up the hearts. They're getting word that, what's he doing again? He's stirring it says uh stirred up the lamb the hearts of the people of the lamanites against the people of the nephites stirring up them up to anger again that's is this the common theme of how satan and his type of leadership works so and remember malachi had sworn to drink the blood of moroni so he's coming back and they've getting gotten word about that and these uh and it's just as funny because I'm just thinking about this as I'm going through my notes. The Lamanites just keep getting defeated, defeated, defeated. It doesn't matter. They just, they want to, they just, they're blinded by their hatred, right? 
And so these kingmen hear that this is happening, and so they're like, oh, yeah, you know what? We're not going to fight. We're going to, we'll just sit here. They're, they're like, we're not going to fight against you, but we're not going to go and help you. Again, Moroni had gone around the country, remember, in chapter 46, and gotten these people to covenant to defend their freedom. That's the title of liberty, and he had it raised in all the cities. They had, they had made a covenant to fight and defend freedom and liberty and, and their right and their families and their homes and their rights of worship. And now they're saying, nope, we're not going to do it. So, uh, this, this causes some, some issue, obviously. Um, and Moroni says, Moroni's got the power to go and fight, right? He's the general, but he asks the governor and the people to say, do I have the, do I have the power to go and stop these guys from, from not fighting? And they're, they're breaking their oath and covenant. And it says that verse 16 is very interesting. It says, for it was his first care to put an end to such contentions and dissensions among his, among the people. For behold, this had hitherto been a cause of all their destruction. Go back to chapter 50, verse 21, that it had been their wickedness and abominations that had brought upon themselves their wars and their destruction. And Moroni and Mormon here, they point out that this had been the cause of all their destruction was their own internal strife. How We need to make sure that we are cleansing our inner vessel first, right? We need to have, we need to make sure that we have faith and we are taking care of our family and that we are teaching them that our, in, our inner circle, those are the people that we have the most influence on. And before we can go out and, and conquer other things and conquer other cities and grow and learn and expand, whatever, we need to be right. Our relationship needs to be right with God, and our relationship with others needs to be right. Um, so they uh, he goes around and wants to enforce these men to defend liberty. And while they're having this internal conflict, what happens is Amalekiah does come. So the Lamanites... Uh, um, end up taking over a bunch of cities. Starts with the city of Moroni, and then take over Nephiha. And again, that's a new city. Lehi is the new city, which was remembered by Morianton. And the city of uh, Omner and Gid and Mulek. And all of these are on the east by the sea, okay? But remember that we learned in chapter uh, 50 that Morianton and Lehi, these are up kind of north. So this is dangerous because this is on the east, but moving up north which means they're starting to have cities that are going to start surrounding the Nephites a little bit. So that's a, that's a scary thought. And so, and thus the Lamanites obtained the, uh, by the cunning of Amalekiah so many cities. And why did they, why did this happen? Because they were bickering amongst themselves. And so they had, they were not as prepared as they had hit, they had been before. Um, and so they start going and they're going to try to take the land Bountiful, which is in the north and in, in the land northward. They're trying to get out. They're trying to kind of make this bend and turn to like be able to start to really encircle the Nephites. But when they get there, Tiankum and his men are there. And these were great warriors. Whenever I read this, I think this is like the Tiankum's guys are like special forces, you know, they're just top notch. And so they did exceed the Lamanites in their strength and their skill. Uh, and so much they did gain advantage over the, the Lamanites. So they they were able to push them back um, and at least hold the line, right? So they've lost all these cities on the east, though, and they but they're able to hold the line so the Nephites or the Lamanites can't curl around and get up on top of them on the north. 
So now there's battles going. Tiankum, you know, they're all exhausted from the, the battle. And Tiankum's just thinking like, man, this is ridiculous. This Amalekaya guy used to be my neighbor. Just kidding, I don't know. But he's like, he used to be a Nephite. And now we're fighting this war and this is ridiculous. And I think if I just can take him out. So uh, Tiankum takes one of his servants with him. And they go and they sneak into the Lamanite camp. Like, how like how Hollywood movie is this? They sneak in under the cloak of night. He throws a javelin into his heart, into Malachi's heart. Malachi dies instantly without making noise. Tiankum and his servant bust, bust it back. They hush, hustle back to their camp, wake everyone up and say, stand ready, don't know what's going to happen. We just killed Malachi. So when they wake up, let's see how they're going to react. So when they wake up... Uh, well, they didn't really know what to do, and uh, so they were afraid. So they give up the plan to go northward, um, and they retreat back to one of the cities they've taken over, which is the city of Mulek. So uh, at this point, Amalekiah's brother, again, a Nephite dissenter, is now the king again still of the Lamanites. His name is Amaron, so he takes over. And he says, "Look, let's not. We're, we're going to kind of. They kind of. They basically just say, let's let's stand pat here. We're not going to do anything else. Let's just make sure. Let's retain the cities we've taken and well, until we come up with a plan." Um. And so Tiankum is now over there, and he's saying, "All right, what are we going to do?" They start making preparations for war. They're they're fortifying the cities in the north, so they can't come there. And while they're doing that, this is what it says. Sorry, he's doing that. While he's waiting for something, it says, And it came to pass that he kept thus preparing for war until Moroni had sent a large number of men to strengthen his army. And I have I have this note next to that verse in my scriptures. It says, Hang on until help comes. Sometimes in life, that's all we can do. We can't go and take the city yet. We can't progress. We can't overcome the trial that we're, that we're trying to. We can't, we're not, the, the spiritual gift we're seeking, it's not time yet. Or we're going to, there's, there's some, an effectual struggle left to, to be made. But what we do need to do in those instances is just hang on until help comes. Keep making those preparations. Keep trying. Keep striving. And help will come. And uh, so Moroni sends word to Tiankum that he needs to just keep doing that. And he needs to keep fortifying Bountiful and the land northward so that they can't, so the Lamanites, when, if, when they do decide to attack again, they can't make that, that curl, that turn, right? They've, imagine this, they're in the south, they've come up on the east, and they're trying to curl around them, and so he's saying, we got to stop them here. We've given up the east coast, we can't let them get to the north. Um, and so, at this point is when we're first really introduced to the two theaters, the two fronts of this war. So, Moroni says to Tiankum, I would come to you, but the Lamanites are upon us in the borders and, uh, by the land, by the West Sea. And so I'm going to fight them there. So now the Lamanites, they've got the East. So now they're saying, all right, let's try to go West so we can get both sides and bracket the Nephites in. So they would be on the East, the West and the South. So you can see how dangerous and how important and critical this war is. This is why I think Mormon focuses on this, this time period in terms of, uh, it being a pivotal point in this in the history of the Nephites and the Lamanites, and he, and Mormon even points this out in verse fourteen. He says, "And thus were the Nephites in these da- those dangerous circumstances in the ending of the twenty and sixth year of the reign of the judges." 
He's saying this is dangerous because they've already lost the east. The Lamanites are trying to go from the east all the way up to the north, and now they're battling on the west, trying to push up, uh, push up on the west and overcome the cities. So Tiankum is obedient, and he begins making these preparations, and he continues to fortify cities. He tries to take back some cities, but sees that it can't be done. And so, but what is he doing? He's waiting for the coming of Moroni. And it's what we can do in our life. So Christ can always be with us, right? And the Spirit can always be with us. But what we need to do is hold on in our life until the trials that we face, it's time for them to be overcome. Until, Until the time of deliverance. Until Christ comes to deliver us from that. And sometimes that might be in the next life. But oftentimes it's, it is this life. Sometimes it's, you know, some trial at work or at home with your family that is overcome in this life, but it takes time. And what we need to do is hold on and make those preparations. And it says that he waited, Tiankum waited for the coming of Moroni that he might receive strength to his army. And that's what, that's what Christ can do is he can bring us that strength. The enabling power of the atonement of Jesus Christ will come. And will bring us that additional power that we need. And he will bring that power to help us overcome. So, uh, what do they do? They end up waiting out and trying to make some decisions on what to do. Moroni does come and they hold a council of war, what they should do. And they're like, well, you can't take these cities back because we've made them too strong. And there's too many Lamanites. So what are we going to do? Well, let's, uh, we thought about asking them to come out of the city. Maybe they'll battle us out of the city, like on even playing field. So they try that. And the Lamanites say, uh, how about no? It's like, well, it's worth a shot. <laughs> and so that's fine to me. But yeah, they're like, no. So they come up with a plan where they're going to say, all right, they've said no. So they're going to think it's not going to make, it's going to make sense to them if they see us moving about and moving our armies. Like that we're, they, they've said no to one of our plans. And so we've got to make another plan. So, the Tiankum takes a small group of men, moves them up near uh, the seashore, and Moroni marches his army into the wilderness to the uh, to the west of Mulek, the city. And when they wake up, the Lamanites see the Tiankum army is near them, and they're like, oh, "That's a small group. Let's go out and just take, let's go wipe them out, and then we'll get back to the city." So uh, as they start to come, Tiankum's guys just they flee. So the Lamanites start running after them. And then Moroni goes in and takes his group of people. And they over they take the city of Mulek because they've left it largely undefended. They're just a small group of people. And so they the Lamanites surrender. And now they've taken the city of Mulek. They have these prisoners. But now Tiankum's men are out there. And they're running around. So now Moroni... Uh, sends out Lehi and hit a group to chase after these Lamanites who are chasing after Tiankum. So you've got this this train of of armies running after each other. Lehi doesn't want to catch them. He just wants them to see them coming. And so then they realized, oh wait, we can't. Let's try to get back to the city. But then when they get they turn around, they can't. And so they're trying to go back to the city. Now behind them is Tiankum and his men, and in front of them is Lehi and his men. So they've got them surrounded. And so again, this beautiful strategy that Moroni and his and his leaders come up with ends up encircling this large army of the Lamanites. And they have this big battle, 
and the Moroni's men then come out. So you've got Moroni's men, and Lehi's men, and Tiankum's men, and they've got these Lamanites surrounded. There's a battle with a guy named Jacob who was a Zoramite, again, one of the dissenters, and again, a leader who was a dissenter appointed. That's kind of what they started doing. And uh, Moroni and his men were more powerful, and it, what ends up happening is they press on them just with, because they're from every side. The Lamanites just can't withstand them. It, they end up killing Jacob, their leader, and, and then a bunch of their other leaders. And so now the Lamanites are like, what are we going to do? We don't have leaders. We're surrounded. And so, again, the, the hand of the Lord is outstretched always. And Moroni was always, always, always looking for a reason to stop the fighting. And he sees this confusion and he says, look, if you will, what is he going to say, guys? He's going to say, throw down your weapons and make an oath. It's the same, it's the same law. It's the same rules that he would, he asks Zerahemna to live by. It's the same rules that he's, he's always asked the Lamanites to, to live by when he captures them. Throw down your weapons. Don't come to battle anymore. And this, this exactness and this, this, the sameness is another thing that speaks to me about Christ. And it's always the same. The gospel has always been the same. It's have faith in me, repent be baptized, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, endure to the end, make covenants with me. That's it. There's, there's, you, there's, you can't color outside these lines. If you want the blessings and the benefits that come with the gospel and the mercy that I can offer, it's stay in these lines. That's it. And uh, so they do. They throw down their weapons, and now they've got an ex- so many prisoners. And the, the, the number of prisoners is more than the number who were slain, it says. So now, as we move into next week, that's somewhere something that I will that ends up being an issue moving forward is the number of prisoners that the, the Nephites start to take. Um, so that's the end of this week's study, though. That's the story uh, from Moroni and Zarahemna's battle to Amalekiah and the, the battle uh, at the city of Noah that went really well for the Nephites, and then the internal strifes that and fightings that end up leading to them losing a whole swath of land that takes them. And I'm going to point this out. And as we move forward, it takes them years to reclaim. It takes them. There's a lot of bloodshed that it ends up to be able to reclaim all of these cities. They do. They do get a couple of them back by strategy. Like they just did how they got uh, the city of Mulek back. But there's, there's a lot of, uh, of damage that was done by their internal strifes and their internal contentions. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this week's study. I hope you enjoy it as you go. I love the Book of Mormon. I love this section. The Book of Mormon is true. This is a true story. This is about real men and their families and their wives and about their uh, decisions and the battles that they had to fight both temporally and spiritually. Uh, I love Moroni. He's one of my favorite characters. I think probably a lot of us feel the same way in terms of just the great example that he was and As you study this week, I invite you to look for ways in which Moroni is a type of Christ in the way that he leads. Uh, And as you do so, I I think that you'll be able to find some great insights on how you can apply these war chapters into your life and how we can all better follow the Savior and his his anointed uh, uh, leaders. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. This has been quite the the endeavor this week, these 10 chapters to study and and do do the the additional, you know, looking up of, of just general conference talks and the other things that I do. 
Um, I hope that I've been able to relay the stories appropriately and share a few of the messages. Um, I appreciate you all listening. I hope that this uh, helps you in your understanding and helps you on your path. And if it doesn't, then leave it alone. Um, honestly, if if I don't, if I'm not bringing you good insights and, and helping you get uh, the spirit more into your life through the Book of Mormon, then stop listening. Go find something else. Study without listening to anything. Whatever. Uh, my only hope is that you are encouraged in your studies and are able to learn something new from the Spirit. Uh, thank, you, thank you again for listening, and we will talk next week as we continue the story of the war chapters in the Book of Mormon.